the word of the Lord. These verses again from 1 John chapter 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. I'm going to read to you a letter that is written from a son to his mother. And although these details match with my life experience, my hope and prayer is that through this letter we would all have the opportunity to consider a few things. One, certainly how the Lord has chosen to use the mother that we were blessed with, not only to give us life, to nurture us perhaps, but in many cases also played such a pivotal role in our faith development, in helping us to, to grow in that faith so that we would have the assurance of overcoming the world. But also to consider the fact that we have this as much as anything else in common with our Lord and Savior Jesus, who was indeed born of the Virgin Mary. And that through this letter that we also would be reminded of the, fa the fact that God in his grace and love attends to his people, giving us the wonderful joys, memories, and, and, and laughter and love of life, but also sustaining us and giving us what is needed, even in the most difficult of times. Dear Mom, Happy Mother's Day. I thank God for you, and I have been so blessed to have you as my mom. I wish you all the best. Thank you for everything. I would imagine that this Mother's Day will be quite different for you. For one thing, it will be the first time that you won't be celebrating this day at your own home. It's been about 11 months, I guess, since you left home to relocate so that you could be near dad. I know this transition hasn't been very easy, especially under the circumstances. When we got that call last April 28th that dad had fallen and was in the hospital, I had no idea how things would turn out. In fact, I don't think any of us had any clue as to just how serious dad's injuries were and that it would really be the beginning of the end. But when decisions had to be made about where the best placement for dad would be, you demonstrated quite a bit of courage in recognizing that a move for you was going to be necessary. That being at home by yourself was not the best option. You seemed to embrace the idea of moving up here to Frankenmuth because you knew this was where you needed to be. Close to dad so that you could see him well, 
at least on those very few occasions when you could see him, but also to demonstrate your support and love for him. That was more important to you than what your living quarters were going to be. But we are very thankful that your new apartment has seemed to become more like a home for you. But the biggest reason that Mother's Day will be quite different for you is because it will be the first time that you will celebrate it without dad. After 62 years of being a mom, dad won't be there to serve you breakfast in bed, cook and clean for you the whole day, and wait on you hand and foot. Oh wait, that's right, he never did those things, did he? (laughs) And unfortunately for Pam, I'm not much better. Seriously though, I, I am sure that no one can truly understand what these last five months or so have been like for you since the Lord called Dad home last November. Yes, we know that he is with the Lord, that he has been set free from the paralyzing effects of his spinal cord injury. His faith in Jesus remained constant in spite of the surreal circumstances that he found himself in. He believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And so, as we were reminded in John's epistle, Dad has overcome the world. He has the victory. The Lord was faithful to him indeed. But even though you have this confidence, that does not mean that you do not also feel the loneliness and sadness and grieve his loss. You were married for nearly 65 years and you shared so much of your lives together. From the time he first helped you down off of the choir risers at Concordia Teachers College in River Forest to the time when he took you to Bangkok, Thailand for a whole year so that he could teach English to Thai people. And more importantly, that he and you could teach and model to the Thai people about Jesus and his love. We know that year was not easy on you, but you did it for dad, and even more, you did it for the Lord. I'm sure that your tears of grief have been many, and there are certainly going to be plenty more to come. But please please be also sure of this that no tear is lost to the Lord. No tear is cried in vain. For the Lord draws near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord will sustain you and uphold you, giving you the strength you need. In fact, as you so well know, through that Bible verse from Isaiah, that served not only as your confirmation verse, but coincidentally as dad's confirmation verse, and then as your wedding verse, and then as the confirmation verse for all of your kids, the truth of this passage is as true now as it ever has been. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, 
but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Do you remember, I'm sure you do, the infamous roller coaster ride at Cedar Point when your wig blew off your head during the ride and ended up in the lap of the guy behind you? I think that was on the Gemini, wasn't it? I remember how we all laughed at that. Even you, I believe. But thinking back on it, one thing I can remember for sure is that I was absolutely clueless about what you were going through at that time. Not just the embarrassment of of having to wear a wig and having it blowed off, but the whole reason as to why you had to wear the wig in the first place, your battle with breast cancer. On the one hand, I knew that you were dealing with it, that you had surgery and radiation and chemo, but I didn't really know anything about what you were going through physically, emotionally, spiritually. I just took it for granted that you were my mom and that you would always be there. I was in high school and had so many other things on my mind, but you loved me just the same. You didn't make a big deal of it. You just continued on and tried to keep life for your family as normal as possible. I took so much for granted. As you know, Jesus in our gospel lesson for today from John 15 says those powerful and famous words, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. There's no question in my mind that that is the kind of love that a mother often has for her family. The kind of love that you had for dad and for me and for all of us, thank you. We are so blessed and thankful that your life was not taken from you or from us those many years ago. You have been able to continue to give us that same unconditional love that we need. And what a joy and reassurance it is for me and our whole family to know that that kind of sacrificial love is what God the Father actually demonstrated to us through Jesus. That is the love that Jesus has for you. That he laid down his life for you. It is wonderful to know that you have received this love and that you made sure that you shared this love and passed it on to others. I can remember any number of times over the years when I was at home when I would be going through some type of difficult circumstance perhaps, facing some challenging decision, when I would be struggling to make sense of things, not, not the least of which would be trying to figure out what I should do and what God wanted me to do. And you would listen patiently and empathetically But then you would often say everything, something like, well, the Lord will show you what to do. Or, 
everything is in the Lord's hands, he will work it out. I have to tell you, Mom, that at that time, I didn't always feel that those words were all that comforting. I guess I was looking for more direction or more advice or more of you giving me the answers kind of thing. Your words sometimes seemed naive or overly simplistic and and I find myself not always being satisfied. I figured that you were that you didn't truly understand my situation and and that you were trying to say something that would make me feel better or bring an end to the conversation. But as I have grown and experienced more things in life, I have begun to reevaluate your words and come to a deeper understanding of their meaning. More and more, I have come to realize how true they are and that they were not meant to oversimplify or to serve as pious platitudes, but rather to convey a deep sense of faith and trust in the goodness and graciousness of the Lord from someone who had experienced it, from someone who had actually lived it. I am only imagine what might have brought you and dad comfort when you guys went through what you certainly shared was one of the saddest and most difficult times in your life. As you anticipated the birth of your first child with all of the hopes and dreams and joys to come only to experience that your little girl, Debbie, was anencephalic and died upon birth. Things must have been pretty rough. Things were so different back then and how they handled it and I'm sure it would be handled much different today. But nothing could ever take away that hurt. And I can only imagine the sorrow that you and dad went through in those days. When Pam and I experienced the stillbirth of our first child, Christina, we found ourselves overwhelmed with emotion that we could hardly imagine or understand. I eventually thought about you and what you guys must have gone through, and I grew in my appreciation for that. As much as Pam and I wrestled with God, trying to understand how something like this could have happened, how he could have allowed it to happen. It was also nothing but the grace of God that sustained us and perhaps carried us more than we may ever know. The promise of Jesus laying down his life for his friends, the comfort of the image of him, the good shepherd, holding our little lamb in his arms. The assurance that because of Jesus, she had overcome the world and that we would see her again. I imagine that these are the kinds of things that brought you and dad even a bit of comfort. I have one last memory that 
I would like to share with you, Mom. I, I don't recall if we have ever talked about this one or if you remember the situation at all, but it was when I was probably three or four, you had taken me to what I think was a ladies' Bible study or some gathering of some sort, maybe LWML or Circle. We were down in the fellowship hall. You were part of a skit where you played the role, and I think another lady, of being an unbeliever. And as part of that skit, you had to leave the fellowship hall through those back wooden doors by the back stairwell. And I guess it was to represent the fact that either you had walked away from God or that you were excluded from his presence. The message to me was that you were going to hell. And I can remember feeling that this was real and that you were gone and that I would never see you again. I, I remember crying and getting so upset and some of the other ladies were trying to comfort me, but it wasn't until I saw you come back into the room that I calmed down. I wonder if that is a good comparison in some tiny way of how our Lord must feel when there are people who, for whatever reason, are separated from his presence. I wonder if his heart breaks and yearns for them until they are brought back to him. I wonder if that is why Jesus gave us the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. Why he told us that we were to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Why he sent us the Holy Spirit to give us power and boldness that we might witness. If why he didn't give us mothers that could share the faith. Mom, we are so blessed and thankful that Dad believed in Jesus, that you believe in Jesus, and that you pass that faith on. And that we shall all be together again someday with him in paradise when we overcome the world and have the victory. Thank you for all of your prayers and love throughout the years. May the Lord truly and richly bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Love, your son. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.